Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel. I'm the host of the show where I get to interview our Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. So thank you and so much for listening to this one with Michael Mon, USA Snowboarding, formerly uh, on the USA Halfpipe team. Um, he now competes in free ride, which is pretty cool. Um, he, it's really awesome listening to him talk about it and everything that goes on. So um, definitely really get into this one. He Michael had a pretty serious head injury, which made it, uh, the doctors pretty much told him if you get hurt again riding half pipe, yeah, it's not going to be great. So he unfortunately had to end that part of his career, but he was gunning for the USA half pipe team. He was on it on the rookie team and unfortunately then had to stop. But Michael's an incredible interview, very super cool dude, very young guy, um, born 1999 for everybody born, you know, before that pretty old you're pretty old so check this one out he's a pretty cool dude so thank you so much one more time michael mon all right today special guest michael mon of usa snowboarding michael was born september 21st 1999 in bethesda maryland michael started snowboarding at the age of five which is still just unbelievable to me i've never been on a snowboard except for like one of those toy ones so it's still um i'm scared there i said it hand up it is what it is. Um, competed for a spot on the USA uh, rookie halfpipe team. Uh, he then had a pretty severe head injury, which we'll get into a little bit later, which took him out of the running for that. And Michael is now currently still representing the United States in free ride, the big mountain event. Michael, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Michael. Nah, dude. No, no, no. You're, you're the one putting in all the work. I'm just some guy that likes to ask questions, so no worries. But please, if you don't mind, I guess start at the beginning. What was it like getting on a snowboard at age five? I'm sure you vividly remember that event. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I actually come from a ski family. Most people in my family ski. Oh no! Sounds like a like a turf war we got going on already. <laughs> right, but um, my sister actually got into it first. Um, and when I was five, she kind of asked my dad, "Hey, can I get into it too?" Uh, he bought me a snowboard, and uh, the rest is history. But, I love uh, it, man. Yeah, I uh, I guess I spent the first twelve-ish years in Virginia of my life. Um, Ride an East Coast snow or ice, if you will. Um, I was gonna say, where where did you really go snowboarding? I'm from New Jersey, so I'm not too far. But like, where are the mountains in Virginia? Am I <laughs> yeah, missing so, something? You, no, you're not missing it. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in Wintergreen, Virginia. Ride in Wintergreen, and then Snowshoe, West Virginia, um, was like the big destination for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? How? Like how? How do those mountains compare to what you're doing now? Oh, it's a whole nother level <laughs> where I'm at now. Uh, now I kind of think of those as the tubing hill. There you um, go. Love it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the kind of mountain I want to start on. I'll, I'll, I've gone tubing before. I'm totally down for that. Well, that is, um, I mean, that, that's pretty great, man. I mean, obviously getting into something so young, finding out when, when did it finally become a passion? Was it the first time you stepped on the board? You're like, wait a second, this is the greatest thing in the world. Or after falling a couple of times, you still realize it was, it was worth the, worth the fight. You know as a kid, it was just something fun I'd go out and do. Um, I was looking to get outside any way I could, and snowboarding was uh, just what I'd go do with my friends and family. Um, and until I came out to kind of the west out in Colorado, once I saw those mountains for the first time when I was, let's see, nine, uh, <laughs> no going back after that. I was, I was hooked. Oh, man. And that must have been so disappointing. Having, did you, so did you move out to Colorado, or did you, was it like a vacation that you were on? Yeah, so that was a vacation. I ended up moving to Colorado when I was 12. Okay, so oh. for three years, you were stuck on the tubing hill, knowing that <laughs> in the not-too-distant future, there are some of these gigantic beasts that you can ride. 
Right. Um, so yeah, I spent the first little bit of my life over in the East coast, but I like to say I grew up, you know, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, middle school and high school over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we do most of our growing up. Plus it sounds cooler to say you grew up in Colorado anyway. Right. So I don't, that's, that's I, it right there. <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey. How cool does that sound? I tell people I'm 45 minutes away from New York city. That's, that's how much I love it. Um, but so, so I guess tell us what was it like the first time you were able to kind of get on one of those big mountains and realize and, and understand what you kind of either were missing the whole time or what was ahead of you and what you got the, the, you got the chance to do. Yeah. So, um, first time was at Breckenridge, Colorado, which is where I actually moved to. Um, and yeah, just to see a mountain above tree line that I could go ride was pretty incredible. Um, I remember when we first showed up that night, I was just like in our hotel room, so eager to get up there and, um, it opened my eyes just to what's, what's out there to go snowboard. And when, when did, snowboarding become something that you wanted to do because I mean I played baseball when I was 12 and of course I wanted to be a baseball player but obviously that wasn't going to happen for me I'm five six now so um like when when was that like a realization like hey maybe this is something I can do going forward so I'd say I'd say probably like freshman year in high school Mm -hmm. uh, is when I, I did my like first competition on the west um, out in the West over here. And, uh, when I realized it was something I could actually do and it wasn't just an idea, it was probably sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Very cool, man. And what your first competition, was that in half pipe? Um, actually it was a rail jam. It was a rail jam. And actually before, before that I'd done one competition on the East coast, it was a, the Duke games. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny story about that, just really quick. I was over there, got a wild card spot to compete at the do games in big air and um, made it through semifinals or something like that. And then didn't make it to finals. But since I was like eight years old, they let me come on just as a little guy. Um, and one of the guys that was there, um, just I looked up to him pro snowboarding, you know, he's throwing down. He ended up being my coach in Colorado. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Full circle stories are my, are my favorite dude. That is, that is fantastic. Little, little did, little Michael, no, um, you know, (laughs) something like that was going to happen. That is, that is sweet, man. So when did you start, um, competing in the half pipe? Cause that's what you were going out for the U S team for, correct? Correct. Um, I think, I believe it was freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. So again, all this stuff is happening when you're like 14 years old, right? 14 ish. That's insane. Like 14 year old me, I was still figuring out like how to talk to girls. I'm still not that <laughs> Thankfully, I'm I have still a girlfriend. That out. <laughs> we all are, man. We all are. But um, so like, what was that like at 14? Like getting all of this stuff kind of hitting you at once, um, and realizing you had so much of your life still ahead of you to to keep competing at something like this. Right. So, um, you know, freshman year, 14 years old, it was just intro to the half pipe. It was pretty fun. Um, it was sophomore year that it really hit me. Um, that's when I actually decided to leave traditional school and go to online classes so that I could compete full-time, practice full-time. Um, that was major for me. Um, if, if you had told myself three years prior that I was leaving traditional school, I would have never believed you. Um, yeah, that's when I kind of said, you know what, let's, let's give it everything I got and mm-hmm. go all in. That's awesome, man. I love it. You got to try it, right? I mean, you're only, we only do this thing once. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> love it, brother. Love it. And so you were on the Rev Tour, you were competing for a spot. What was that like knowing that you were 
being considered at least or or trying to be considered for the United States snowboarding team. That has a nice ring to it, right? It has a good ring to it for sure. Um, no, it was great. Um, I guess while I was actually competing in the Rev Tour, it didn't really hit me quite what I was doing. I was just loving every second of it, going, going, going. And then now taking a step back, it's like, whoa, that was a really cool scene to be a part of. Um, but, uh, you know, just the Rev Tour was a great, great group of people. You'd see everybody all around the country. Um, see your friends everywhere and everybody was pushing each other and you're pushing yourself. Not too many, um, not too many competitions in West Virginia though, I'm assuming. There were not. (laughs) Rats. Oh man. Oh, well, but it's still worth it. Still have a good time. So when, um, when on this journey, did you have your injury? And if you, if you don't mind really getting into that a little bit and giving a peep, giving the audience an understanding of kind of what you went through as well. Yeah. So junior year of high school, um, I was, practicing in the half pipe it was right before nationals uh, uh and yeah i took a took a pretty big slam in the half pipe got a traumatic brain injury and some spinal bruising um and i'd had some concussions leading up to that so i knew that if i got another one it would it would probably be the end of that for me so uh i remember the second i got it um i told my friend blake i was like yeah i'm never never doing half pipe again um just because i knew the health health mm-hmm. risk of it mm-hmm. um so yeah, I, um, I remember after that I was in the hospital, um, and the doctor told me, yeah, like you should, you should probably not do half pipe again. Um, which was hard because everything I'd worked for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'd gone away, but, uh, I actually would call it a blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. uh, I'm loving what I'm doing now. And obviously it could have been way worse. So the fact that I'm still able yeah. to support and do what I love is, is a blessing. There's always, I mean, there's always a worse situation to be in. And, and obviously, we, it sucks that that happened. As you said, you know, everything you worked for for the last few years running up to that point, um, which, I mean, still, you're, you're 19. So four years is like 25% of your life. You really don't really remember those first four or five years. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much you really remember. So it's a huge chunk of your life that you work towards something. And it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it was kind of taken away. And, yeah, I mean, especially at a young age, concussions are way worse obviously with the brain developing I'm, I'm not a doctor but I have read a book once um, and that's kind of what I've been told and it makes sense when you think about it so it's extremely unfortunate um, but you know as you said it was um, kind of a blessing in disguise because now you're doing something a little different but at the time I mean what was that like and again this is your story get as deep as you'd like but like that's that's a huge event in your life, especially at the age of seven, your junior year. So you're 17 years old. Yeah. Like you gave up school. Um, you know, all your friends, which you're all traveling. You're pretty much in a traveling circus. That's what that's a line someone used in, in a previous interview. And you guys are going all around the country and doing this. And then before nationals, too, such a huge event. I mean, I don't mean to pile on, but like, what what was all that like? Kind of having that come down on you all at once, and really just saying, "Hey, Michael, sorry, can't do this anymore." Yeah, right. Well, you nailed it. Um, you know, going away from traditional high school, uh, I'd given up a lot of social opportunities, um, kind of dedicated a lot to the sport. And um, when that's all taken away from you in like a split second, it's it's tough, um, especially when you're 17. You know, I mm-hmm. was just kind of deciding what to do with college. And I decided I was going to most likely take the hopefully professional career towards snowboarding. Um, and this all came at a, a rapid time. I guess it's it's kind of a good as well that it happened junior year as opposed to senior year. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a year to refresh and 
now I'm actually at college at Montana State, um, still pursuing snowboarding and academics. But um, yeah, it was a, a transitional part of my life. And that was a hard time to have that happen. Yeah, man, it's it's never easy. Let's be honest about that. You know, injuries are the worst, um, you know, just just in a uh, in any sport. I mean, just in in football and baseball and in snowboarding, like there's no no sport I want to see an injury because I want to see the best competition compete at their highest. You know, I'm a sports junkie. That's what I do. So it's it's just so disappointing when you see someone um get hurt because you know it takes away so much i mean a from that person obviously like what you went through but b just from i mean from a selfish standpoint the enjoyment i enjoy watching you do what you love doing so it kind of works out right so it's like one of those things where i want to see all the best competition at their highest and it's it's injuries are just one of those extremely unfortunate things that just take away so much time um from people and really take away some dreams but thankfully you were able to figure out something else that you love doing and as you said it came at a, a knock on wood I, I don't know so another silver lining like at a good time quote unquote um or a better time than some other um so you know tell us i guess what what you're doing now and kind of how you know you've been able to take this injury and really be able to push forward and find you know another something else that you love doing right so once i'd i'd realized that a half pipe probably wasn't the best for me but that i could still snowboard um because when Wait, you're what was, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but what was that like being able to still like when the doctor was like, yeah, you got to stop doing this, but at least you can still be on the snow. How much pressure and how much relief did you have just being able to hear that? Oh, it was incredible because honestly, that's all that, you know, in terms of snowboarding, that's all that matters. You get to do what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I, I probably, I'm not going to be able to go to the Olympics for half pipe someday. Um, but I can do, I can still snowboard and that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in the half pipe, you know, you always have to be going. 110% in the pipe is hard. Um, if you fall, it's going to be bad. Um, in free ride, you get to choose um, kind of how hard a line you take. So the risk is managed by yourself. And um, yeah, so now I'm competing in free ride Big Mountain. Um, so I'm not sure how familiar you are with that or zero. And I don't know how zero. many people listening are familiar with it. So explain it to us like we're five. As I told you, yeah. I've never been on a snowboard before. So I'm not the best <laughs> at asking these questions. So please no explain worries. it to me. Okay, so you take a big face of a mountain, right? A backcountry face. Or, um, uh, and so you have a gate at the top of the mountain and a gate at the bottom. And as long as you go through both of those gates, you can choose whatever line you want on the way down. Um, and the goal is to stay fluid and drop big cliffs and do tricks and have style, basically. Hell yeah, that sounds incredible, dude. So those are like oh, those YouTube videos I watch like through my VR headset and just like kind of fall off the cliff kind of stuff? Exactly. Love it, man. That's awesome. Um, yes, I'm competing in free ride now, um, which honestly, my heart's always been there. Um, just the blank canvas of a mountain, you get to do whatever you want on it. And, uh, yeah, so I got to travel all around the U S, um, competing in free ride events. And, uh, this past season I was on the junior circuit. Um, I'll be moving to the adult circuit this year and yeah, I'm, I'm loving it more than ever. That is just so sweet, man. Yeah, the, see, that's something that I'm I'm not interested in doing at all, but I love watching the videos. As I said, that's why the YouTube and the internet are great sometimes because I can live vicariously on top of your head through your GoPro, or GoPro yeah. camera, right? So I just think that stuff is just super, super incredible. So uh, what kind of drove you to that? I know you said that that was always something you really loved, but like at what point did the, the light bulb go off that you're like, well, I can still compete, I can still snowboard, you know, let me try this out and see, see, you know, if I can, you know, cut my teeth on it. Right. So it took me about 
a little under a year to get back on a snowboard after that brain um, injury. And was that, and I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Was that a mental like hurdle or was it just a physical, like, dude, you can't go on yet? Oh, for sure. It was, it was both. Okay. Um, had a lot of mental like problems stemming from the, the brain injury. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That I had to get over and then the mental side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was really nervous just to be around, uh, snowboarding to start um mm-hmm. i've seen the effect it had on me when i fell and uh, obviously never wanted want that to happen again to myself or anybody but um yeah so uh once i got back on uh, got my seat back under me it was it was incredible and um that's when i was like okay if i go into free ride i can always pursue this side of snowboarding that i've always been interested in um and at the same time i i can be in control of how big i go you know um so I, I did a good job of that this year. Didn't get hurt. Uh, kept it mellow while still pushing like myself in the sport, I hope. And yeah. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. So tell us a little bit more about the events. Like how is it, is it a timed event first to the bottom wins or is there a, you know, as you said, do tricks and styles. So how exactly do the events work and how do you win one of these competitions? So one person goes at a time and they're judged by, line choice first of all so if you take a steeper line through a tighter chute um, off a bigger cliff you'll get more points mm-hmm. you have to be fluid so no stops just kind of consistent doesn't need to be fast that fast is always nice but just fluid off a, a, a difficult line and then style and energy so you throw a grab off the cliff you'll get more points throw a spin flip um you'll get more points mm-hmm. and how have you um been comparing i guess to the field any any uh any podiums recently yeah so um you're allowed to take from the season two regional events and three national events mm-hmm. um, I, I won two regional events and all three national events i did so i maxed okay. out yeah points. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like you're a national champion if i'm not mistaken i i did get the north american title for the okay. year <laughs> okay don't be so humble about it man be honest it was like come on man that's incredible so you're the the best in, and this was the junior circuit correct this is junior circuit. okay cool so you're the best in the world under 19 right under 18 uh, or under 19 north america in yeah. north america i'm sure if we put you up against the world you'd do pretty darn fine as well right <laughs> yeah and that's a you know that's according to rankings um there are so many rippers in the u.s especially sure. like um do you mind if I go off on a little tangent? Dude, dude, do it. This is your story, man. I'm just here to ask <laughs> questions. As you've seen, that's all I'm here to do. Yeah, no, we were uh, just talking about like representing the U.S. I'm like honestly honored to be like representing the U.S. with such an amazing crew of uh, free ma- free ride uh, riders. Just a group of guys competing um, in the junior circuit, and I know the guys competing in the adult circuit uh, are like crushing it and just pushing the sport. So. Um, good time to be a part of it in the, in the u.s that's awesome man and now we we appreciate you um you know putting yourself out there representing us um doing your thing so you know we sincerely appreciate that obviously it's unfortunate it's not an olympic sport yet but you know maybe one of these days if we can keep showing them what we're made of man i'm sure there's other countries around the world that wouldn't mind competing at a competition like that oh yeah and uh we're relatively new to the new to the competition scene for mm-hmm. it. europe is, is way ahead of us i'd say really Okay. And what, what, why do you think that is? Is it, um, geography? Is it just the, the interest in the sport? What exactly, um, leads you to believe that? Or is that, uh, you know, they have more terrain available for big mountain riding. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have incredible terrain, you know, West coast, especially here. Um, 
it just tends to be a bit more popular, I believe, in the in the European countries, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's especially this year, the U.S. has taken off and it's gained more popularity. I'd love to see it get more recognition, get more kids into it, because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a great discipline of snowboarding. It's a ton of fun, and uh, the U.S. guys are keeping up with the Europeans now. So. That's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Let's get them out there. And we, uh, we, we think that that is super cool. And so, okay, one more time, let's just say it, the uh, national champion, junior national champion, Michael Mons, hanging out with us today. Um, what, what, being a part, you, you brought the, the riders up. And again, we appreciate all of them and what they're doing as well. But what is it, what is it like being a part of this you know, free ride community, being I don't know how to say this again. I'm not great with these questions. I just kind of think of things but like what not outcast, but like almost like outsiders, maybe like, again, the sport isn't super huge yet in America. Mm-hmm. So like, what is it like being a part of like this really tight knit community? I'm assuming like, tell tell us a little bit about that and what that means to you. Oh, it's super tight knit. And it's actually funny to hear you say outsiders. Cause yeah, again, I'm bad with words. So I'm sorry about that. I didn't, I don't mean it in a negative connotation. So no, you're so right. Um, in the sense of competing, we're definitely the outsiders. Um, but in the sense of connecting to the roots of snowboarding, you know, we're doing what they originally were doing. Um, right. that, that's why I'm surprised it's so small. Like it, that's what snowboarding is to me. You go down a mountain, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're just out there loving every second of it. It's a super tight knit community. Um, and the difference I found between competing in half pipe and competing in free ride is everybody's there to support each other. Um, like, yeah, you want to win, you want to, you want to do your best. Um, but you also want your friend to crush it and get their goals. Um, so we'll all be at the top of the venue. You know, you're on this like insane peak, um, movie scene kind of looking line. Mm-hmm. And your friend drops in, they stomp the cliff and you're just as excited for them as if you did it yourself, you know? Uh, and that I is, I don't, I don't know. And I'll never know. I'll never know. I'll be honest with you, but I love hearing you talk about it. So now I can feel like I know. How's that sound? Well, uh, yeah, um, no, that's the best part of it by far. Um, and, uh, as far as the tight knit community goes, like I was, I was hiking up uh, Teton pass with, um, my, my team and my coach. And it was just like a blizzard. You could barely see snowing like no other. And we ran into somebody we knew like in the free ride community up there. Um, no matter where you go, kind of in the world, even you, you run into people. Um, so it's, it's a small world. That is awesome, man. Yeah, that that's that's great. And again, I'm I'm not great with these questions. I'm doing my best, I promise. Not Katie Couric quite yet, but one of these days, man. If I keep doing it, you just keep getting better, right? I know, so, man. You're a, yeah. <laughs> just trying to have a good time. That's all. Um, but that is that is super cool, man. And it does sound like yeah, as you said, like you connect to the roots of snowboarding. Like to me, all my friends in high school and in college would go snowboarding, which meant they would go to the top of a mountain and they'd ride down it. Like that makes the most sense. So it's just surprising to me that more people aren't interested in the competition side of that because that sounds like where most people start. And I mean, I don't know that many people, honestly, that I've ever actually ridden in a half pipe, to be honest with you. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of kids, at least what I've, I've seen, um, in Colorado and the scene out here, um, I mean, you're pulled towards what you see on TV, right? Mm, you see the X games, you see the half pipe in the slope style and it's every kid's dream, you know, to have that, or many kids dream to have that pro snowboarder fame and, you know, whatnot. Um, and a lot of kids do enjoy the big mountain, but there aren't as many programs directed towards coaching for that, uh, which is one thing I'd love to, to myself, like influence the community, make that more available to kids. But 
Um, as of now, most teams just have a slope style and a half pipe team and a border cross. Uh, so it's kind of difficult for kids to get into it, even though they're always free riding, even though they don't know it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's true. They're, 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 they're there. They're free riding. As you said, they just don't even quite know it. So that is too funny. And yeah, as you said, I mean, most people are drawn to the TV and, and the the thing about that is the more eyeballs that are drawn, that means there's more money there too. Not to say everyone's going to make a million dollars, but it's one of those things that makes sense. Now, are any of your competitions, um, either live streamed or, or can they be found anywhere that people can watch it? So this year in the adult circuit, it will be, um, you can go to free ride. Yeah. So it's actually called the free ride world tour. Um, I'll be on the qualifier circuit trying to make it to the world tour. Um, and those you can find on like freerideworldtour.com. You can watch a live stream of helicopters flying over us and you can see what they're seeing. And dude, that's yeah. incredible. That sounds like so yeah. much fun. Oh, the only thing that I would say from my marketing background is everybody better have a GoPro on them. And I want the producer <laughs> to switch to the GoPro. Honestly, if we could just have the GoPro view the whole time, I mean, I'm, I'm down to sit in front of my TV on a Friday night, drink some beer, eat some popcorn and fall off a cliff with you guys. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> glad we could be your entertainment um, heck yeah man heck yeah that is fantastic they they do that you can go to free rob world tour look back at the recaps and they switch between the head cam and the, the heli so mm-hmm. that is so cool heck yeah that's going to be in the show notes so everyone else can watch that too hopefully hopefully we can have a nice little viewing party and watch you do your thing man so um moving forward with with this sport like is this something you know as we as you found out when you were a little bit younger that half pipe could be something you can do for the rest of your life, obviously you're going to keep snowboarding for the rest of your life. That's not the question, but is this something that can turn into a business that can turn into a, a actual, an actual career that you'd be able to live off of and, and potentially be able to move forward with for the long term? I, uh, I do, I do believe it is. Um, I think free ride more than any other discipline actually in snowboarding uh, has the possibility for just the longevity and making a career out of it. Um, as far as what I've seen, you know, guys can compete in free ride to an older age than they can in the mm-hmm. slope style mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, actually, some of the guys that are killing it the most are some of the older guys. Um, but uh, as far as what I plan to do with it, um, I do hope to just make it more available to other kids. Um, I'm going to keep competing as long as I can. And uh, right now I'm studying business in Montana State, so we'll see if uh, those two can intertwine. And I'm sure yeah. they can. Oh, they will. They will. I'm sure they can. There's, there's an idea out there. You got something brewing and I love that. So where, like, where do you want to take the sport? If, if, you know, when at the end of your career, if you can say I did this, this, and this, I'd be happy. What exactly are you trying to do with, with free ride and really trying to extend it and get more people to see it, realize it and, and enjoy it just as much as you do? Yeah. I, I hope to alongside with, uh, the other guys my age um, moving into the next generation of it, just help push the sport, make it more widely recognized, not for necessarily the media attention for like, you know, fame of you you get with X games, but so that more people can have their eyes open to it because the more people that recognize the sport, the more people that will join it and uh, spread the love, which is what it's all about. Right. Getting more people into it. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the the only problem and not not problem but the 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 other edge of that sword is usually eyeballs come from the media so obviously i understand you're not trying to do to become famous but we are going to need their help 
to try and, uh, you know, extend that a little bit. And hey, maybe you can hop on a podcast one of these days and, and tell us about how much you love it. Oh, definitely. I, here I am. Um, no, I, I, you need the media. And I just meant, um, no, I understand. Two I different understand. reasons for wanting it. Yeah. Um, no, to get the media on board, get it more out there for people to see. And uh, personally, I want to start pushing it to the sense of riding peaks that haven't been um, written before, riding lines that people haven't seen before, and just just pushing it so that others will join me and we'll just keep moving this sport forward, right? I love it, man. That is so cool. Yeah. And it's just so surprising to me that something like this isn't um, more widely recognized from the competition side because I feel like you know, the, this, the picturesque scenes, as you were saying, it's like a movie scene jumping down some of these mountains. So how I'm so surprised now, especially with like drones and everything, obviously, I don't know the logistics behind all of it, but there has to be so many different ways to get that out there. And thankfully, now, finally, um, you know, you'll be, you'll be live stream, we'll be online, and we'll be able to watch those, uh, those dudes, and hopefully you, assuming you, um, you know, just rip down some of those mountains. So I think that that's obviously the, the, the biggest leap forward that, um, you could possibly take at this point. Definitely. Definitely. Stuff, man. And um, so one last question, and, and obviously, you know, this is an Olympic podcast. You were an Olympic hopeful at one point. It's unfortunate, obviously, as we talk about what happened, but why, why not this? Like what, have there been any rumblings? Is this anything that's even considered at this point for potentially going to the Olympics? Cause I know in Sochi, they had some pretty mountains. I know, um, in LA, I mean, what's that a two hour plane ride from Colorado? That's not really, I really don't know, but it's not that far. I mean, you can, you can take a plane ride out there. You're up in Montana. I don't, I don't know. Some of these places, Tokyo, um, there's mountains in Japan. Like what are the possibilities of something like this happening? Yeah. So there's been some talk about it. And I, to be honest, don't doubt that it will be someday. Um, I believe the main, the difficulty is inconsistency. So with a half pipe, mm -hmm. it's always the same. Slip style course, it's always the same. They know it's a great on um, judge off of. Um, free ride will be harder to judge in the Olympics because you have to find a venue that works and you don't really have, you know, the judging varies from competition to competition and from venue to venue. So if they can make that work, I don't doubt it'll happen. Um, but, you know, that's what makes free ride incredible is it's different every time. And uh, as, as, as for now, you know, those of us who do it will keep on loving it just as much when it's not mm -hmm. an Olympic sport. Um, if it is someday, that'd be awesome. But uh, I honestly have no idea. No idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it, it would make sense. I mean, like, I, I understand from what you were saying, logistically, you kind of then almost have to make sure the Winter Olympics are near a mountain within distance of a mountain that would be big enough. But, um, I feel like the winter Olympics is usually near a pretty big mountain or within a relatively short plane ride that it really wouldn't be the biggest deal. And I think the media coverage would be wicked watching again, the drone cam, the, the GoPro cam of that, some of that stuff that would be so incredible on a NBC eight o'clock at night. Are you kidding? I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> would tune into that. Oh, they definitely would. And as of now, um, the free ride world tour is kind of the Olympics of our sport. Yeah. Um, especially the final event in Verbier. Um, that's, that's where all riders from different countries show up, you know, um, if they make it that far. And it's so like now I'm representing the U.S. I guess I'm one of so many American riders on the circuit for the qualifier. Um, and then when you make it to the Freeride World Tour, it's definitely the Olympics of our sport. Um, mm. So you can check it out now. As of now, you can still watch it on there. And uh, we'll see one day. Maybe it's an Olympic sport. Heck yeah, man. I'm crossing my fingers for you. That's incredible. Well, one more time, Michael Mon, USA snowboarding, currently riding 
free ride, big mountain, which sounds awesome. Please send me all the links so that I can get them out to everybody. But man, it was awesome. You have a really inspirational story. I appreciate it. you're such a cool dude. Got a great outlook on life. And I mean, what, you're 19 years old, just had a birthday a couple weeks ago as of recording. Happy birthday, brother. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be watching you, watching you go forward and seeing what you're doing, man. Right on. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Michael Mon. Please check the show notes and follow him across all his socials. If you don't mind following us at ourathletes.us on Instagram, checking out the website www.ourathletes.us on the interwebs. And shoot me an email, michael at ourathletes.us. Always open to criticism, some feedback, anything you can do on that side. Please like, share, subscribe, review, comment, do anything that you can to push this um, podcast out there a little bit more because I believe our athletes definitely deserve more. And as you've heard, they have some pretty, pretty incredible stories. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I hope you guys and girls just have an absolutely wonderful day. You had such a great interview. Why not enjoy the rest of your day, right? So thank you guys and uh, enjoy it.